Alright, Abotai. It's Ma'amara Geulah time. These classes are being studied in Fuashi, the Mahaya Allegra Bat Gamila, and Yosef Haim Ben Rosa, and Narefana Nahem, Betok Shar Hole Amo Israel. Amen. We're learning Ma'amara Geulah. That's the Ma'amara of Rabbi Moshehaim Lutzato. He gives us the process of the the Geula, Ha'atida, the Merabi Amenu. He breaks it up into two stages, Pekida and Zekira. Pekida is the initial stage. That will be the stage called Mashiach ben Yosef. And then Zekira, which is Mashiach ben David. Uh, We also learned that at the initial stage, the main tikkun is to bring the Shekhinah out of Hester Panim. What does it mean that the Shekhinah is in Hester Panim? Hester Panim means that you forget that a Kadosh Baruch Hu is running the world. Uh, the Shekhinah is so hidden that we fall into the uh, to the uh, to the Hergel, to the nature of believing Olam <clears throat> Kimen you know, things just happen in the natural order. <clears throat> and uh, we forget that a Kadosh Baruch Hu is behind everything. So that's Shekhinah Behester. Part of that is when the Shekhinah is Behester, you see Rasha' Betovlo. <clears throat> the Rasha'im prosper. And that's part of it where you say, you know, if, if the Shekhinah was here, if God is here, how can he let the Rasha'im prosper? How can the Sadiq suffer? And the uh, the challenge during the estate is to remember, <clears throat> like we say, El Mistater, that God is a uh, El, He's a merciful God. That's Mistater. That's just hiding behind the curtains. Anyway, in our last session, we learned that the Shekhinah is in the place of the Kilipot. One of the things we said actually is that uh, the Kilipot think that they're in charge. The Eved uh, becomes the Melech. And they're drawing from this ore of the Shekhinah. And anytime the Shekhinah is in peril, it's going to have a counter effect against the Jewish people. And then all of a sudden, there's a call uh, that they call out to the Shekhinah. Uh, and the Shekhinah says, I cannot, uh, I cannot protect myself. Pashati et kutonti. I took off my, my garment. And we learned that there's a certain protection that comes from the ima that's a little above, and that light comes and goes underneath the Shekhinah to protect it from the Kilipot. During the times of the Galut, the ima pulls back, and therefore the Shekhinah is uh, without its kutonet. Pashati et kutonti. I took off my, my coat. That's the the or of the ima illa'a. And as long as it's being protected by ima, we said nobody could, nobody could affect it. Like he said, Kol zar lo yikrav el ha-kodesh. Vecha'asher yavda shekhinah begalut. But when the shekhinah ended up going into galut, az katub peshota ve'ora. It's naked. It lost that, that, that seal. And like we learned in the Kedalot, it said, Ub'irom ub'hosir kol. That the shekhinah was irom. Irom is v'at irom ve'ariyah. Nothing. No, no, no coat. Ub'hosir kol. Be'irom mena me'ir. Like he says, missing that me'il of ima. It's protected. What's sadiq? 
and it's missing the call. We learned in last year, who is the Yesod, 50. Call is the sixth Midah, which is Midah uh, to Yesod. So it's not getting the right uh, flow. So he says, she says to the, she says the Shekhinah to the Yesod and to the Tiferet, uh, I cannot come out. Pashati et kutonti, I don't have the protection. Ve'az lavshah begadim ahirim, she's wearing these other clothes. Hashukim ushfalim that are dark and shabby. V'nikla'im begdechol, and it's called begdechol, the weekday clothes. That's what we say, Rahmanu yon chedinu liyom shikolo Shabbat. We want the Shekhinah to put on its uh, Shabbat clothes. Shabbat clothes, that's when it's going to get the protection and the kiddipodak are not going to have any, 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 any uh, achizah. Strong so there's no way to get this meil back on her. So we have a, we have a dilemma. Uh, we have a catch twenty seven. We want to put the meil back on on on, on the shechinah to protect it, but there's too many averot. There's too much kilipot. Uh, amra. So she says, Pashati uh, kutunti. How are you going to get it back on me? It, it, it doesn't, not going to work. The old pegam acher nimsal, something else. Vu shitu faraglayim vezenoda. Ki aizat atumahi ba'ele araglayim. The katab ragdea yordot mavet. Oshtea mishikim emshtea raglayim ba'ele. Shem atidim ligol li Yisrael. So what happens is, is that the Rav is telling us something else. The Pegam, the Shekhinah, is called the Malchut, that's the bottom. Imagine the Malchut has legs. So the legs are the ones that go beneath the body. And it's the legs of the Shekhinah, that's called Nesa, Hod, those are the legs. That area is the one that gets uh, affected by the by the Kilipot. And that's why... Uh, it says Ragleha Yordam Mavit. The Netzach and the Hod of the of the Shekhinah. Imagine uh, if we can give a mashal. Uh, let's say uh, somebody's standing on the ground and there's a hole. The feet fall into the hole first. The feet go in. They're the ones that go in. So it's the bottom of the Malchut that gets entrapped. So the Pasuk says, So it's stuck. It's like, put it this way. It's in quicksand. Let's make the mashal easy for our members. It's in quicksand. My legs are stuck. I can't get out of the quicksand, and they're holding on to the amra. Now listen to the way he understands this pasuk in, in Shirashirim. How would you explain it? Rahasti et raglai. I washed my feet. How could I dirty them? It means I would understand the pasuk. If somebody comes along and says. Come outside and play in the in the uh, in the sand. She said, no, no, I just took a shower. I just bathed myself. I don't want to get dirty. The Ramhal, in a in a genius interpretation, says this pasuk is written in Saginahor. Saginahor means it's written in reverse. Saginahor literally means a man with a lot of light. That's what they used to call a blind man. They don't want to call him blind. So they say the reverse, and everybody understands what they're talking about. So instead of saying uh, Someh, or Iver, or Hoshech, they say, 
Oh, this guy, Sagin Nahor, he has a lot of light. It's a is that it's the opposite. It means he's dark. So over here also, the Ramhal says this Pasuk that the Shekhinah is talking. So it sounds like the Shekhinah is saying, Oh, I'm clean, I just bathe. He says, No, it's Sagin Nahor. Whatever the Pasuk says, learn it the opposite. How? Kinui means it's a, it's the opposite. It's as if the Pasuk says, Tinafti et raglai, echacha irhatsem. I dirtied my feet. How can I wash them? Instead of saying rahasti et raglai, I washed my feet, read it as if Tinafti et raglai. My 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 the Shekhinah is saying my feet are all dirty. I'm at the kiddie pot. Echacha irhatsem. How can I bathe them? Which means even the Shekhinah is hopeless and saying there's nothing I can do. I'm in the quicksand, the kiddie pot are there, the averot are there. It's a rough road to the Geula. Until something happens. That is the amazing thing. It seems that the Geula is activated from something that's called Ritzon HaMelech. What does that mean, Ritzon HaMelech? His will. Sometimes they call it Ritzon HaPashut. That means there's different systems and how uh, we get influenced. The system that we're always used to, that we learned in school is, you do mitzvot, and you get a good result, you do averot, you get a bad result. But then there's something else that Ramhal introduces that sometimes it happens because that's the will of God. And it's or no. The king doesn't have to uh, answer to anybody. You know, the, the, the senator has to answer to the executive, but the executive doesn't have to answer to anybody. Which means, especially if the executive is a king, the king doesn't have to follow the rules. The king makes the rules. Like it says, Melech Poretz Geder. The king can break the fence if he wants. He doesn't have to, you know, everybody else has to take the long route. But the king has eminent domain. He's traveling in his, in his caravan, and they tell him, listen, we're going to have to go around this uh, this fence. It's a private property. I'm the king. Go right through the property. Break the fence, go right through. But Olam sometimes, he follows the system of judgment. And other times he says, listen, if I don't step in over here, there's not going to be any redemption. Like in Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim, we didn't deserve to get redeemed. That came, But Olam said, Listen, I'm doing it because I'm God and I can do whatever I want and I want to save these people because I promised Abraham Yitzhak Yaakov. So the Midat Tadim came along and said, yeah, but halalu of the Abu the halalu. That claim doesn't work when God's working in the executive. When God's working in the regular system of judgment, oh, what do you have to say? Oh, you're the prosecutor. Oh, that's a good claim. What do you have to say? Well, we want to defend. Oh, when you're working in the regular system, so then we have to hear the prosecutor. But if you're working in a system of it's God's will to do this. The prosecutor can scream from t- today to tomorrow. But God says, listen, I'm the executor. I'm doing what I want to do and finish. I'm, I'm redeeming them. I halalu, halalu. halalu. He doesn't hear halalu. He doesn't, doesn't, doesn't enter. It's a very important concept. I think they call that enapikiha. That's God's watchful eye. That 
even if we're not worthy, sometimes just vetoes everything and says, I'm doing it because of the king. And what are you going to tell the king? Anybody going to argue with the king? You can't argue with him. Bore Olam says it. Bore Olam says the final word. So at the time of Galut Mitzrayim, by the way, I'll, I'll tell you an example. You remember when they get to Kiryat Yamsuf? So they're panicking. Klai says panicking. You have the Yamsuf in front and you have the Egyptians behind them. So all of a sudden what happens? They start to, uh, to scream. They're screaming to God. What does God say? What are you screaming over here? What do you mean, Matitzakelai? I thought the rabbis always told us, whenever you're in trouble, you're supposed to scream to God. So finally, we have a beautiful example. We're in trouble, and we scream to God, and what does God say? Matitzakelai, what are you screaming now for? I don't know, we read the book. It says, whenever you're in trouble, you scream to God, so we're screaming. And the second we scream, what does God say? Nah, it's not the time. The Midrash says, Lo et lo aruka It's not a time for a long prayer. It's not a time for a short prayer. Uh, what does it mean that it's not a time for a long prayer and not a time for a short prayer? What Olam says, listen, there's some times that you're going to pray. The longest prayer that was ever made for the Jewish people was Moshe Rabbeinu. It lasted for 40 days. You remember when he went and he prayed for 40 days and 40 nights after we did the Egel? That's a long prayer. That's Tefillah Aruka. And then there's the shortest prayer that was ever made for Klai Yisrael. That was Moshe when he prayed for his sister. Five words. El, na, refa, na, la. The biggest prayer was 40 days. The shortest prayer was five words. God says, that's a time for tefillah arukat, tefillah kitsara. But now, there's no time for praying. That's why, what does God say? Ma titsa'akelai. Ma, mem he. Lo tefillah aruka of the mem, velo tefillah kitsara of the he. Not the 40-day prayer and not the five-word prayer. Ma titsa'akelai. It's not a time for the mem, it's not a time for the he. I'm asking you a simple question. Why is it not a time for the, for the prayer? Because God says, this is not coming from Zichuyot, where you need to pray. This is coming from the Ratzon Elyon. I decided that you're going to leave Egypt. So finish, go. The It's already uh, uh, um, uh, signed and sealed. Lech. Other times, where there's a prosecutor and we need to defend ourselves, then it's a time for tefillah. So therefore, what happens at the time of the Geulah, it seems that Borei Olam is going to see the Shekhinah is in the depths. And it says, The legs are in quicksand. And even the Shekhinah is saying, I can't get out of it. I dirtied my feet. My feet are dirty. How can I wash them? And at that point it says, As... Key words, It doesn't say, you know, No. The, 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 the redemption begins with the hit orerut from above. So God, God sticks his hand from the hole. I don't know what we're talking about over here, but it seems there's a hole, or maybe God makes the hole, and he sticks his hand into the hole, 
and he starts to he starts the redemption. We start with the Yad, the hand of God. So he says, please be prepared to hear Sodot Gedolim, great secrets regarding this, this hole that God sticks his hand in. Rabotai. Whenever the Jews go into exile, Nifras Masach Gadol you ever hear of the Iron Curtain? Well, this is not the Iron Curtain. This is a different type of curtain that separates us and Bore Olam. It's an imaginary cloud that Bore Olam puts in the heavens. And as a result, it's a mafsik, it's a mehita, which means there's a, a, a great a sound barrier. As if Bore Olam says, I. I of course, if I want to hear you, I could hear you, but I don't want to hear you. So he puts a sound barrier. So we're screaming, and the shaman don't hear anything because they put the sound barrier over there. So it's it's deafening all the all, all, all the sound. So the pasuk says in Yeshaya, "Ki im Our sins create a mechitza. Every time another person makes a sin, lemashal, imagine you put another brick in this barrier. So all day long people are sinning, but all of a sudden you have a whole barrier. Now you're saying, how come we're reading Tehillim, we don't get answered? How come we're praying, we don't get answered? What do you mean? They don't even know you're praying. It didn't even, uh, didn't even register, they didn't even go up there. Yirmiyah talked about this. What did Yirmiyah say? Sakota be'anan lach me'avor tefillah. Amazing. All of you heard of a cloudy day. Yirmiyad comes along and says that Bore Olam put a, an imaginary cloud. It's a cloud that you can't see. Sakota be'anan, a sukkah, like a, a roof. Sakota be'anan lach. And as a result of that sukkah, of that uh, roof, ma'avor tefillah. The tefillah cannot penetrate it. There's actually a Midrash. The Midrash actually says something incredible. You know, there's a Gemara that says that if somebody prays with the sunrise at Netzahama, it's guaranteed that his tefillah will be answered that day. So the Jews, in the times of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, had an idea. What was the idea? They'll pray Nets every day, and the God can never destroy the Beit HaMikdash because they're praying Nets. So what did God do the day of the, of the destruction? He brought the clouds out. So they couldn't calculate the nets. Because in the olden days, they didn't have a calendar from Rabbi Gable. How did they figure the nets? They did it based on the sun rising. But if it's a cloudy day, they weren't able to make the nets exactly correct. So the pasuk says, Sakota be'anan lach. I brought the anan out. Why? Ma'avor tefillah. So you'll miss the zman tefillah. You'll miss the zman of the nets. And as a result, the God can do what he wants. That's on a personal level or on, on a daily level. But here it's saying that after the Averot of Kaiser was so uh, uh, numerous, Sakota they became a shield in the heavens, blocking. It says, do not enter. And the guard says, who am I, who am I, uh, who am I protecting over here? Or who, who doesn't have entry? The Jewish people. No entry. It's terrible. But watch what happens. 
because God is merciful, not because we deserve it. This should give you a lot of um, comfort. The Jewish people are called Banim. We're called God's children. It's a big, big Hadush if we're called God's children. That means even if we mess up, and even if we're, we're naughty, and even if we don't behave, Banim. You know, even if a person has a wayward son, even the Sorero Moreh is called a Ben Sorero Moreh. He said a Ben. The Sorero Moreh doesn't change it from being a Ben. The Pasuk says, Banim Mashchitim. Even though they're Mashchitim, they're still Banim. So Borei Olam has a tremendous Rahmanut for Klai Yisrael, even when we're not deserving. Now, that's, that's, by the way, that's not a motivation to say, oh good, so we're good. You know, God's going to save us anyway, so therefore we'll do what we want. No. Uh, that's what brings all the troubles of the Galut. Before he saves us, there's Hoshech, Afela, Tov, Avo, all the terrible things. But at a certain point, where it's almost at the point of no return, then the Rahamim of a but you pay the price. We don't want to, we don't want to pay this, we don't want to pay this price. What happens? Shumer Ahem al Yisrael, Nitkaber Ora Kedusha, all of a sudden the light of God's Kedusha becomes strengthened. Ubaka et mechitza. Hazot biki otrabot. All of a sudden, in this, um, in this curtain, Borelam all of a sudden starts to make holes. Biki otrabot. Like windows. Oh. Now all of a sudden, it's not soundproof anymore. But Yawlam makes a little window in this soundproof Sakota Ba'anan Lach. And now all of a sudden, there's access. There's a. Maybe that's why Bet Knesset needs windows. Because we're being Miramez that Bori Yawlam puts these windows now, and then he writes. Harakim are like cracks, like little cracks in the in the wall. Originally, it was open doors. But now the doors are closed. But in the door, you know what it would be like, Rabotai? I'll give you the mashal just so you can understand it. Some of you have a door in front of you. You have that little peephole. You know that little, uh, when the guy rings the bell, <clears throat> and you, who is it? You look in the in the, in the hole over there. Today, it's, that's what I have. I know you guys have fancy things now with cameras and all different mechanisms, and you can see the guy even though you're on the third floor. You can see the guy who's on the. In the but I'm still still in the in the old uh, fashion. We got to walk to the door. My house, if someone rings the bell, you got to walk to the door. Could you believe it? You walk to the door and you have to say, "Who is it?" The guy you can't even, can't even believe it that somebody's asking, "Who is it?" You don't know who it is until you ask. You don't have a camera, no. So how do you find out? You look at that little hole over there, and you see the guy standing over there with the book. He's collecting for uh, for something. You tell him, okay, we're not home. But the point is, the the the, the hole over there is so you can see through the wood. If you don't have the little hole, you can't see through the wood. The wooden door. Lehavdil, you have the wooden or uh, metal sakota uh, be'anan. You have the cloud that's blocking. But it puts a little people, little hole over there, so you can still see what's going on in Klai Yisrael. He says, Kemo like a little crack. 
פתוחים במחיצה, crack in the wall. אבל הפתח הגדול, used to be wide open, used to be wide open. שהיה פתוח בראשון, לא היה פתוח. והנה על אלה בקיאות, what is, where do we know that this exists? שיר השירים, רבותיי, this is שיר השירים יומי, שנאמר, משגיח מן החלונות, מציץ מן החלקים. אז אגב ברור. What's that referring to? That at the time of the Galut, don't think that they're sealed totally. לא, משגיח מן החלונות, מציץ מן החלקים. Obviously, חלונות is one thing, חלקים is a different thing. The מקובלים talk about the difference between them, but for our purposes, they're examples that Bore Olam says, even though I'm angry with them, even though I'm blocking them, I'm putting a, 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 a shield of soundproof uh, 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 wall, all of a sudden the Malachim say, Bore Olam, uh, the guy who installed the soundproof system, he didn't do it because there's a crack. Bore Olam says, keep quiet, I put that crack over there. Why? Because I want to hear them. I want to hear a little. I don't, I don't want it to be a total uh, blockout. Then they come and say, Bore Olam. Somebody put a window over here. Keep quiet. I put the window over there. So hard to answer that. Of course, I put the window over there. I want to see what's going on over there. So therefore, So even at the worst time, HaKadosh Baruch still has a hashkaha. And by the way, that's when, 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 when some of our members tell stories. Oh, you don't know what happened. This story happened and the divine providence. Everybody has a, you know, a story to tell how Hashem... Uh, That's coming from the window. Could you imagine when there's no windows, when it's wide open? Forget, then you see it. That's, that's the opposite of Esther Panim. The reason why there's Esther Panim, part, we caused it, and as a result, God says, that's, you're not going to see me. I'm going back. I'm shutting the blinds. Shut the blinds. But imagine somebody shuts the blinds, but you see them peeking through the curtain. You see them peeking through. It's closed, but they move the curtain a little to, to look through. That's what they're looking And that's all the hashkah that we have today. Anytime something happens to us, that's coming from that little peak outside the curtain. The brothers are marching you. And that's the peak. Be'yot ha-melech ha'adiyon ha-fetz be'geulat Yisrael. Rabotai, these words should soothe you. She'ha-melech ha-adiyon ha-fetz be'geulat Yisrael. He wants to save us. Which means Yisrael already gave up. Yisrael already said, forget it, 2,000 years. Listen, status quo, nothing's going to change. And the Jewish people say, we accepted it. This is the way we're going to live. Okay, we have to, we have to tolerate it. Bori Olam says, no. I want the Geula more than you want the Geula. Biyota melech ha'alyon hafetz begulat Yisrael. Az ne'emar, dodi shalak yado menachor. All of a sudden, Bori Olam sticks his hand to the window. Dodi shalak yado menachor. He makes a hole in the window. Now already, it's not only a window anymore. Now it's a hole in the window. And now Baruch sticks his hand in the window. Ki'ilu now, the shefa starts to come down at a greater, greater flow. But again, it's not the open door. Open door, laissez-faire, then already you're going to have the flow. It's shekinaz be'idgalya. It's going to be be'galui. Rak derech achorim, hushlechet yado. Umahu yado, what is this yad? אלא יד הימין, it's the right hand. היא שנסתרה בתוך החק. That's in God's pocket. מיום החורבן, from the day of the destruction, that יד ימין, that's the יד of חסד, בוראלם retrieved it. ועליה נאמר, השיב אחור ימינו. בוראלם took his hand back, מפני אויב. 
as Dodi Shanach Yadom and also now the time of the Geulah, all of a sudden, even at the worst time, you have to know the Shekinah is watching. God is watching us from above. <clears throat> he has the people, he's opening the curtain, he has the window, there's the cracks, he's watching us. So he sees us. But we don't feel the presence like it used to be in the olden days, in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, then it was uh, clear. But at the time of the Geulah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it starts to, to come down. These hashpaot that are going to come out, they're directly going to affect B'nai Israel. Nobody else is going to feel them. It's almost as if that the rest of the world is on a different frequency. But we're on the frequency that can connect to this or, and all of a sudden, the Rav is going to start to say over here, and Rabotai, we're living through this now the Rav is going to go and start to talk that once the windows start to open and all of a sudden the Jewish soul wherever they are is stuck, stuck in to feel something. It's almost as if all of a sudden somebody shook their souls because the energy that's coming from above now is stronger. And what's going to happen? All of a sudden the Jews are going to start to want to make Teshuvah. There's going to be a movement that Amhal predicted it. Before the Geulah, there's going to be a movement of all of a sudden people that were very far away, people that were estranged from religion, people that uh, the last thing that concerned them was Yahadut, Tariyak Mitzvot. And all of a sudden, you're going to see one at a time coming back. When you start to see a movement, not one guy in uh, uh, 1837 that made Teshuvah. That's not a movement. We're talking about a movement of Teshuvah, so you know already, already you know that Bore Olam is giving one last push before the final Geulah. And if you look in our time, this movement called Teshuvah never existed in Klai Yisrael. You know why it never existed? Because everybody was Sadiqim. There was no things Baal Teshuvah. The Gemara says there was one or two Baal Teshuvah, and, they, and they, they, the Gemara just learned that for you me. It tells you their names. Natan Tzutzita. It gives you the, the, the guy's name. Wow. Imagine that. A Baal Teshuvah was so rare that you could, you know, you, you, the, the, the Gemara could give you their names. We know who the guys were. <clears throat> but that's not a movement. The explanation is because whoever was at Sadiq would be at Sadiq their whole life. And whoever was at Ashan never would make Teshuvah. The Tzidukim remained Tzidukim. The Baitosim remained Baitosim. So it's, it was black and white. Today you see something unbelievable. All of a sudden you see people crossing the lines. The guy, <clears throat> you have these before and after pictures. They show you before what he looked like and then after. A rabbi came to Israel once. He showed me a picture. You see a guy on a horse. He's dressed in the suit of a jockey. He's a jockey at the, at the racetrack. He's a jockey. And he shows me pictures with the horse. Okay, what are you showing me? Then after he shows me the same guy with a beard down to his belly button, a hat up to the uh, up to the seventh heaven, and the guy's dressed in black, no more horse, and the guy's a gemara on his head. Before and after. I believe I tell what was the before, what was the after? Were you a rabbi first, then you became a jockey, or you were a jockey, then you became a rabbi? And it's that guy. 
That guy there, I look at the guy, I don't believe what happened to you. He says, uh, he fell off the horse and uh, he hit his head, reset, and he became Baal Teshuvah. And there's thousands of people like this. They go to Israel, there's a movement. In America, look at us in our community. All of a sudden, every day you hear another lady, yeah, I want to cover my hair. You hear another guy, yeah, I started the daf, yeah, I started learning, yeah, I'm going to a shi'ur. Uh, everybody's, uh, there's, what's happening? That's a direct result of Dodisha Ayyad And as you get closer to the Geulah, it's going to happen in bigger degrees and in greater greater levels. That's why we say to our members, jump on the bandwagon. You know, once Mashiach comes, you can't say, all right, I'm in. I mean, the game's over already. Which means, I don't want to trivialize what we're learning over here. But, you know, if a person wants to make a bet on the game, the game is on Sunday night. So now the game is over Sunday night. He knows who won. He comes Monday morning to the bookie. I want to make a bet. Now you want to make a bet? It's too late. The game's over. You want to make a bet. Now you know who won already. The Hadush, the reason why we pay you for the bet is because you predicted it before it happened. Not after it happened. No Hadush on that. The same thing with Mashiach. Now when it's still Hester Panim and you're getting aroused, everybody's getting aroused from this. Uh, now's the time to make the Shuvah. But there's going to come a point where Borel is going to say, game over, stop. Wherever you are, it's like a musical chairs. They're going to stop the music. And that's, where, where are you? Where are you standing? So, no, 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 I'm in. Are you in? If you would have done that yesterday, you would have been in. Now it's too late. Because once the once it becomes Gilui Panim, Gilui Panim, even the atheists are going to become religious. <laughs> there's, no, there's no challenge to become a tzaddik at the time of Gilui Panim. But Borel says, I'll do you a favor. I'm going to tickle you in the Shema a little. And that is only going to hit us. It's not going to hit the nations of the world. We're going to feel it. And we're feeling it today. So that's something that we should be very, very excited. According to Ramhal, Ramhal's path of Teshuvah is, number one, there's going to be a Gilui of the Chokhmah, of the Kabbalah, and that's happening. That's part of the process. Also, there'll be Kibbutz B'nai Yisrael Le'eret Yisrael. It'll happen, which we see now. Eret Yisrael is, you know, established. Many Olim. And... Uh, the process also is going to be with Teshuvah. That we're going to start to return. And he's going to learn tomorrow. We're going to see some of the Pesukim that prove that as part of the process. All right, Abutai. That's today's uh, Dirash.